Hello, this is Pastor Jay. I'm excited to invite you to come over to listen to our broadcast on YouTube. Yes, Walk in True Christian Fellowship Church on YouTube. We have some great videos over there and you'll be able to listen to all the lessons and the podcast. So again, subscribe, like, and continue to comment and listen. This is Pastor Jay. Talk to you later. Peace. Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with pastor-teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. I'm going to start. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth Radio Podcast with your... Real Talk Weekend, Let Us Reason Together show. I had interviewed Sister Tanika Drake and Frida Michelle, and they basically talked about the uh, cultural man versus the Christian man, and it was a really good show. I had a lot of feedback on it, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a follow-up interview with each of them individually, and the first person I'm going to interview is uh, Sister Frida. So, uh, Frida, uh since we talked, you've done a podcast yourself. Your, what is your podcast name so the people can come listen to your podcast? Alfreda Michelle. Alfreda Michelle. So go over there and listen to that. And I'm going to ask questions about her podcast. I was encouraged you to go listen to it. It was a follow-up after we had uh, talked. And uh, you had an incident, and you kind of analyzed it yourself. Kind of tell the people uh, what happened with your incident uh with your child's father what has transpired since then because you two have moved back in together right yeah okay yeah and what kind of arrangement is, is, is did we did and i just want to let people know I, was, I have helped her with form the arrangement so what kind of arrangement did you agree with what kind of arrangement did you agree with him um well, because he needed a place to stay, and because I needed help with the bills here, he will uh, pay me weekly to live here, and we'll help each other meet our needs. Okay. And it, a couple of weeks now, as far as that part of it is concerned, that has worked out pretty okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. So now let's get to the part that you talked about on your podcast. What has happened? What happened uh, since then that you talked about your podcast? Kind of go over how uh, the incident occurred. Um. Okay. Well, it's because he and I still do kind of like each other, and we we are just you know just going about living our lives with our child here. But you know, we we went out that weekend with his coworkers for Mardi Gras. And we were we were drinking. We drank a little bit on our own. Then when we met up with his coworkers, we were drinking. And I like to crossfade, like smoke and drink together. But I wasn't smoking at the time because I had to prepare for something else. So we were all just on drink. And we went to this bar. And then we turned around and went to another bar. 
And then by the time we got to the third bar, I was feeling good. We were playing darts and I was dancing mostly by myself. And his co-workers just kind of got to talking about work. And it made me, you know, in my altered state of mind, started thinking about the issue that I had with him that actually led to us making an arrangement. And I was just starting to get irritated. And when we left, I was just in attitude. I was in a funk. It was uh, every song on the radio. I was into it and just really feeling myself, but not in a good way. Not like how I usually have, you know, not, not like how I used to be when I do get faded. Okay. And one thing kind of led to another, and I started asking him questions about the the other woman that he caught himself being into before he became homeless. <laughs> and, yeah, he couldn't give me a straight answer, and I, I lost it. I started hitting him and talking to him and yelling at him and he would respond if something wasn't strong enough I hit him again and I got in his face he had his head down so I got on my knees and got in his face and then he turned his head so I went into that ear and I told him and I was talking about everything that he had ever hurt me about from the beginning of 16 when I met him up until two weeks ago. Just stuff that he lied about and the the pain that he caused me and how I'm trying, but it seems like I didn't do any reciprocity. I was just going off. I was talking about his ex-wife that he didn't tell me about, those kids he didn't tell me about, this new woman that he didn't tell me about, is the year that he was born, which I found out that he lied about, is I just dug deep, deep, deep. I didn't even realize that I was sitting on so much, mm-hmm. but I let I let him have it all. It was it was really nasty. And remember when I talked about the fact that that as you peeled back uh, the circumstances and the person that you were dealing with, that you weren't going to be able to get through this easily. You know what I'm saying? It finally, yeah. in, in, in a way, it came out a way that it, that, that was unfortunate. But what I will say is that the feelings that you have, I've always told you are valid. You know what I'm saying? You're not making stuff up. Yeah. You know, you're not living in a world where this is not the reality. This is <clears throat> what you went through and what you're going through is real. And and my hope was that, you know, of course, you handle things in a different way. But the proximity, the shortness of time since it's happened, the continuous something's always happening, never lets that wound heal. But I but I but I I I, I want to change gears in the sense of you did that. But you began to evaluate what you did in light of your your walk with God. And I, and I thought that was very uh, good introspective analysis of yourself. 
that you did a conscious analysis of how does that life compare to getting drunk compared to where you want to go with God, who you are in God and who God, who God has called you to be. So kind of give me that comparative that you did. Cause that was really good. Well, after I had come to, well, even that night after the dust had settled, but before we went to bed, I told you, <coughs> I apologize for not keeping my hands to myself, but I'm not sorry. And I went to bed, I laid down and sat. And then a couple hours later, I woke up and I went to his room and I was really sorrowful. Like I was extremely remorseful. And I told him, I got in his face again, but in a different, in a different way. I just needed him to look at me and fully understand that I was really, really sorry. And he didn't deserve it. At, at that time, the way that I was giving it to him, he didn't deserve it. Because we had a good day. That day, it was a really good day. It didn't get bad until that night. You know, the sun went down, it's time to turn up. And I was sober when we started that night, but we were together that whole night. So he saw me, you know, one drink, two drinks, three drinks. Like he was there as I was just getting looser and looser and looser. And the night just kind of got out of both of our hands. But I was telling him, you know, like he didn't deserve it and I was sorry. And I was really ashamed in myself because he didn't deserve it. My daughter didn't need to see it. It was completely out of my character. I was so mean and that's not who I want to be. I care for him and I really do care for my daughter and I care for the relationship between me and I. I care for the relationship between she and I. I care sincerely for the relationship with all of us and I don't want to ever again in my life go that way. I know that, you know, drinking and smoking is bad. But when I do them together, they kind of check each other. But that was the first time to where I really didn't do them together. And I told him, I do not ever want to go that place again. Don't allow me to ever get that place again. Because he had brought the bottles. <laughs> he had brought the bottles. And I just told him, because of what happened last night, this is not a good idea for us to continue. I do not want to go down this road anymore. I cannot. Well, and, and, and also, what really kind of uh, made you check yourself is your the relationship you're trying to have with God in juxtaposition to what you normally do. Yes, I realized that that these that. Him in my life is a is a blessing. Like the, the the good and the bad things that he does put me through. I I am growing. I am maturing. You know, I am evolving into a, a, a growing woman. But also the child of God that God needs me to be. God allowed him to be in my life. And my daughter is a gift from God. And I don't want to tarnish her any more than what you know, whatever is coming her way. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want both my daughter's father and my daughter to respect me as a woman of God growing into the becoming the woman of God that God wants me to be. Cause I know that I'm not there yet. Right. And I want 
Well, you know I what? What I, what I, what I, when you said that he didn't deserve it, you, you know what that was an act of that shows that you're growing. That was an act of compassion because he did deserve it. You, you know what I'm saying? He might not have deserved it at the yeah. vehement level that you gave it to him, but, but the facts were there. You see what I'm saying? The okay. facts were evident in the sense of these things were done. Now, how one responds or this person responds may be different. And what you said is the facts are there. I don't have the right to do this to you, even though you've done this to me. Now, that's a sign of growth. You gave him mercy and compassion because what you did was you apologized for him hurting you. Yeah. yeah I mean, because what you what you did, what you did was you said the physical hurt I did to you. You didn't deserve. But he has to come to the conclusion that what he did to you was so egregious that and I tried to explain this to him that he's going to have to ride this thing out with you. Because, you know, even though you're growing, that's the key word, you're growing. So do I think that uh, you are, are absolved and done with uh, maybe having these moments of emotional outbursts? No, because that's part of the journey. The repenting like you did, that's part of the journey. You know, uh, I'm so proud of you for doing that because you actually sat down and thought about it. <laughs> and again, I, I encourage people to go listen to your podcast because you really go into detail about that uh, situation. And it can only encourage somebody that, you know, she is still a woman of God, even though she goes through what she goes through. And that's and that's the transparency of our ministry. We don't, I, you know, I'm sitting here as our pastor saying that, hey, your feelings are valid. You caught, you did what you did, but you repented and you showed him mercy and you showed him grace and compassion. I hear it in your voice. You're saying my, my, my baby's father and my baby, you are, you have taken it in the, on the chin and in the stomach with things that have been done to you and you still want good for the, even the perpetrator of what the person who's done this to you. That's God. Yeah. You know, that's God. You, you still want to save him. You still want to save him. In spite of all that he's done, you still want to save him. And that's what I'm most proud of. And see, uh, audience, I, I just want you to understand, this walk with Christ is not easy. Matter of fact, it's one of the hardest things that you will ever uh, uh, endeavor on, journey on. Because there's so much of the old man left in us. And remember, a lot of us have been living, loving, and dealing with the old man more than we have done with the new creature with inside of us, the Holy Spirit. But it takes these incidents and these painful incidents for us to demonstrate that we're changing. And I would say as far as you demonstrating that you're changing in spite of the physicality, it was awesome at the end. Because you were remorseful. You know, I remember a time when you, you wouldn't have been remorseful. But you were remorseful. That's how you grow. That's that's what true repentance is. God, I don't want this no more. I'm sorry. And you even sorry for him. Yeah. I'll do it. You know, and I'm trying to, and, and, and my goal is to get him to the point where he understands 
he has everything that he needs in front of him to end up coming out of this situation where y'all can have a good, prosperous life. And like I told you, you have to find a joy in family things versus turning up. Because again, I'm not saying you not to go out and have no cocktail, but you got to find a different set of friends whose all focus is let's get to Friday, let's drink our problems away. And pretend like we're part of the rich and the famous and affluent and spend money we don't have. Because Monday's coming. You know, the electric bill coming. And you know, and now you didn't you didn't departed all weekend, and now reality is Monday, and you don't have the resources to take care of the realities that come on Monday. But if you guys continue to grow in the Lord, you know, uh there's something else that's happened to you since uh the interview. You didn't have just one job offer, you had two. Yeah. You know, God is really um manifesting good in your life in ways that you need it. To whereas it's good that the uh, the baby's father is there. You're getting more resources from him now than you did, you know, under the other regime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. which is weird, but it's the reality of what you're going through. And now God has offered you a position so that regardless what happens at the end of the day, that you could take care of yourself and take care of your child. We still in the reality of the society that there's a lot of African-American men that don't take care of their children. And there's, and the woman is stuck to do so. And you have to govern yourself as if you're going to be stuck. Now, if the other works out, see, this is the thing. This is the thing I try to, uh, uh, the way I want you to think is that if it works out between you, great, but you always prepare the fact that you may be by yourself and it's just you and Ferris. So that if, if, if anything happens above you and Ferris, it's gravy, you know, it's the icing on the cake, but you going to hold her down as far as foundation. You know, Ferris will never go hungry. Ferris will never go without clothes. Ferris will never have not because she has a, because you have a support group, right? right. That will take care of her right. and you, and you're going to take care of her too. But I commend you for having the, the mindset to really look at now I have another question mm-hmm. um, the Bible says be angry and sin not you got angry and by you putting your hands on him you sinned but then you repented God has forgiven you what do you plan to do to stop yourself you, you kind of mentioned it from falling into that situation uh, and let's start back with the carnal guy. What do you plan on doing so you won't end up with that? Because you know what? If you want to, tell me that other story about when you went on your job interview and you ran into. Yeah. How do you how do you stop from ending up with them kind of guys? What what do you put to put what do you plan to put in, in place? Or have you figured that out yet? Um, I'm kind of still working on it. The ease, the easier things for me to do, you know, to just wrap my carnal mind around it is don't 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 drink alcohol in excess like that mm-hmm. that strong that quick with with those people just mm-hmm. just just man as, as, as I said I'm, I've been I've been drinking for so so long I don't it's not 
it's not worth it. It's not getting me anywhere, and I don't need to do that. Like that, I don't need to continue with with alcohol like that. I was too close to alcohol, and it it burned me. So mm-hmm. just stop with the alcohol, mm-hmm. and also stop with the smoking because the smoking it doesn't. It doesn't do anything good to my body. In fact, it actually like brings me down. Mm-hmm. And I don't need I don't need to get I don't need to be brought down, especially if I'm not on I'm I'm not on anything to get me hyped. You know, I need to be clear clear headed okay. for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those two habits need to go. And. Um, as far as a guy, what would you what would you tell another young lady that hasn't been through what that that hasn't yet been through what you've been through? She came to you and said, "Frida, I'm about to talk to this guy, and you sense that this guy may be some like the guy that you've picked in the past." What would you tell her to do? What some what some things you would say to her? Regardless what happens at the end of the day, that you could take care of yourself and take care of your child. We still in the reality of society that there's a lot of African American men that don't take care of their children, and there's and the woman is stuck to do so. And you have to govern yourself as if you're going to be stuck. Now, if the other works out, see, this is the thing. This is the thing I try to uh, uh, the way I want you to think is that. If it works out between you, great, but you always prepare the fact that you may be by yourself. And it's just yeah. you and Ferris. So that if 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 anything happens above you and Ferris, it's gravy, you know? It's the icing on the cake. But you're going to hold her down as far as foundation. You know, Ferris will never go hungry. Ferris will never go without clothes. Ferris will never have not because she has a because you have a support group, right? Right. That will take care of her and you, and you're gonna take care of her too. But I commend you for having the the mindset to really look at. Now I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says, "Be angry and sin not." You got angry, and by you putting your hands on him, you sinned. But then you repented. God has forgiven you. What do you plan to do to stop yourself? You kind of mentioned it from falling into that situation. Uh, and let's start back with the carnal guy. What do you plan on doing so you won't end up with that? Because you know what? If you want to tell me that other story about when you went on your job interview and you ran into. Yeah. How do you how do you stop from ending up with them kind of guys? What, what do you put? The, what do you plan to put in, in place? Or have you figured that out yet? Um, I'm kind of still working on it. The, e- the easier thing for me to do, you know, to just wrap my tongue and mind around it is don't, don't, don't drink alcohol okay. in excess like that, mm-hmm. that strong, that quick with, with those people. Just, mm-hmm. just, just, man, as, as I said, I'm, I've been, I've been drinking for so, so long. I don't, it's not. It's not worth it. It's not getting me anywhere, and I don't need to do that like that. I don't need to continue with with alcohol like that. I was too close to alcohol, and it it burned me. So mm-hmm. just stop with the alcohol. 
mm-hmm. and also stop with the smoking because the smoking it doesn't it doesn't do anything good to my body. In fact, it actually like brings me down. Mm-hmm. And I don't need I don't need to get I don't need to be brought down, especially if I'm not on I'm I'm not on anything to get me high. You know, I need to be clear clear headed okay. for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those two habits need to go. And um, as far as a guy, mm-hmm. what would you what would you tell another young lady? That hasn't been through what that that hasn't yet been through what you've been through. She came to you and said, Frida, I'm about to talk to this guy, and you sense that this guy may be some like the guy that you've picked in the past. What would you tell her to do? What's some th- what's some things you would say to her? Mm. Don't don't take it seriously. Don't take it seriously. Don't put more weight on it than what it is. Mm-hmm. And and, and just always watch your back. And depending on how rough he is, watch his back. And if you're doing all of that watching, it ain't even worth it. Don't, don't, don't fool with it. Because it's just a one-way, it's a one-way road. And trying to get back up that one-way street is going to be even tougher. Mm-hmm. Even street boys in the street, they look good, but it's not good. It's not good. The money ain't good. You know, the relationship's won't be good. It's not. It's not worth it. Don't mess. <laughs> don't mess with them. Stay on your P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going. It's a lot going on on the internet. You know, it's a lot going on in the DM. But control your members. Like I said, at the end of the and just don't participate. Right. Just be. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have to participate. Mm-hmm. And and have you ever been in a situation where? You was around a whole bunch of people that were drunk or high and you weren't. Have you ever been in that situation where you were like the person, only person in the room that wasn't? Yeah. Well, I, I've i been in that situation. I, you know, I've been, you know, I went to college, did all that stuff. And at one time I, I I decided to be the person that wouldn't get high, wouldn't get drunk, wouldn't drink at all. I got more laughed out of watching them fools than I did when I was part of them. <laughs> right. You know, it was like a, a continual circus. You know, but uh, but uh, would you tell the lady to ask questions like the young lady? Would you say ask as many questions? There's no such thing as a dumb question. Hey, don't believe it. Verify everything. Exactly. All of it. There's no such thing as a dumb question, especially if you're just meeting somebody mm-hmm. or if you or if you knew somebody like like with the guy that I ran into. I knew him when we were in the sixth grade. So you may think you know somebody, yeah, but a lot has happened between now and in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, from in the sixth grade up until now. So <laughs> you may think you know somebody, but you could be wrong. And always ask questions. Ask, ask, ask. As soon as you think, ask. Mm-hmm. And then verify because they could be telling you the truth, but they could not be telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. But because you aren't sure, ask so that they'll know that you're seeking answers, and then do what you need to do to find your answer out anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and, I, and and we live in a community where nostalgia of the past seems to be prevalent. We live in a community that is more important when you went to high school was than if you went to Harvard or Yale or Princeton or if you became an astronaut uh-huh. or president. Like the the status question. 
which is kind of strange is where did you go to high school you know and since that is since that's the case saying that you know you know you you got a sixth grade friend not necessarily a sixth grade friend that you've been around since the sixth grade but they're still considered a friend you know what you don't know that person yeah. all you know is that there's a period in time in which y'all was cool associates in sixth grade how can you how much friend can you really be in the sixth grade i mean you know but you were sixth grade friends and what happens we assign a level of trust that hasn't been earned we relate the right. fact like you know where we're from i'm from u city everybody from u city u city and everybody u city ain't your friend mm-hmm. you know every, every you know it's almost like what paul said everybody that claims to be an israelite is not an israelite you know, you 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 you're it by name and location, but are you that by heart? And what I'm saying is, just because you have a past with a person, and you have a lot of distance in between that time, until the time you meet them again, don't be so readily just to rely on what you knew in the past. You know, I am not the same person I was per se when I was 18 years old, and neither should I be. Now, there's some characteristics that are the same there's some things that that I would say yeah too but not in the sense of not in the sense of yeah these are cut and dry uh I should trust you and let you into my house you know what I'm saying it's one thing to meet at the picnic at the barbecue but no I'm gonna let you and we're gonna start hanging out again and doing all this stuff again I did that did been there tried that and it don't work it doesn't work. Because I, I'm different now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my classmates just like you. he's a classmate of yours. But that don't mean that they're supposed to be in your life forever. Mm-hmm. You know, the, <laughs> the, 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 it doesn't mean. And as far as when you, uh, you picking someone, ladies, ask a thousand questions and verify every answer. Cross-reference, cross-ask, ask it a different way. If you have anything in you, discernment in you, and it feels kind of funny, it is funny. Mm-hmm. It is funny. Go with your mind and not with your feelings. <laughs> right. And then question number 25, by the time you get to question number 57, question number 58 should be the same question that number 25 was and see if you get the same answer because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I didn't. And what you said is the evolution of freedom because she had, to, she, for some reason, God has allowed her from the choices she's made, she had to go through this. Now she has to make better. Now, what do you? Oh, here, here's a good question. How do you see choices in this matter? Do you blame third parties? Do you? What? At what point do you say it's not how I was raised, but uh, I made some bad choices? Did you take responsibility for what's happened to you? Hmm. <clears throat> um. Well, yeah, I do. I felt like when. You're never finished being raised, but after I was like out of my mom's house, out of my dad's face, and all of that stuff, it's just like, okay, uh, are y'all done? Because I'm ready to <coughs> do me. Whoever mm-hmm. I might be, I'm ready to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So because because I was raised, quote unquote, right, I went to school. I got the necessary grades that I needed. You know, once I graduated high school, because it's the St. Louis thing. You know, if you don't do nothing else, you got to get through high school. But when I graduated high school, and I was like, okay, is everybody done looking at me or something? You know, that's just kind of like what I thought. And that's when I say, okay, well, so now I'm going to choose for me. 
Now, now I'm going to choose for me. I did everything that my mom told me to do thus far. So now it's my turn to do what I want to do. And that, <laughs> that began, that began my, my end because I made some good decisions since then, but I've also made a lot of foolish decisions since then. And it is nobody's fault. Everybody who is a third party, I can reference them. I can ask them. I can take some things from them. There's some things that they'll give me that I won't take from them. But ever since I was, ever since I was grown, you know, and I consider myself grown at 18, 19, 20, 21, Ever since then, I've been making my own decisions. You know, I might, I might look at this person, look at this person's life, ask this person about their life, but I'm still gonna do my own thing. And that was not a, that wasn't a problem for me. But when life, when life came at me and and I, I started going, but then life started going, and then life was going a little faster than what I wanted it to go. That's when I was like, okay, so let me put the brakes on something somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it took me until now to figure out mm-hmm. that the, the, the two things that I started doing when I was like, my choice, my life, you know, you get out of my way is them two things that it's like, yeah, you, that's, that's a dead end. It took me long enough to figure out that that's a dead end. So with those things out, now I'm more, I'm better able, more clear-minded mm-hmm. to make new decisions because my life is new. Mm-hmm. clearer decisions because I have now I have a dependent I have someone looking up to me who depends on me now I'm thankful to God for the opportunity to make better you know mm-hmm. make better choices he gave me the time to do whatever the hell I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for his constant mercy and his everlasting grace because now I, I understand more now than what I did five years ago. I understand more now than what I did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, making choices is a daily step by step decision um, sacrifice. You know when you when you mm-hmm. when you when you're used to making wrong choices, that's the, your life. Then when you make right choices, it's considered a sacrifice. You know, because now what you're doing is saying, I may feel I want to continue to do this, but I know that the choice that I make to get out of that, that line that I draw in the sand, that mental line will cause some disruption in my my psychological, emotional, spiritual makeup to cause me to go in the right direction. I tell people all the time, when you make a decision for Christ in your day to day life, you're going to have emotional, spiritual, mental and sometimes physical disruption because it's like you're 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 used to be responding in that unchristly way and now you're doing something different it's going to bring about a different consequence you know what i'm saying it's going to bring about a different feeling it's going to be and it's going to be new to you sometimes it will be unspeakable joy and sometimes it will be hurting sorrow because your flesh is saying that ain't what we used to do. We're used to doing this in this situation. And even though it's no good, it, you you survived it. It's almost like you were saying too, you didn't have a reason not to drink and smoke. 
But the reason <laughs> should have not been that you needed a reason. It wasn't good for you when you didn't psychologically think you had a reason. Mm-hmm. You were doing what everybody else. You was enjoying life at the level of everybody else, that worldly life. You was doing, looking at things from the world's point of view. If it don't hurt, if it don't mess me up, I ain't never got in trouble really for it. Let's do it. Let's have fun. Let's do it. Yeah. But that led you into also making bad decisions when it came to relationships with the kind of guy you picked. Mm-hmm. Because that guy tapped into that. Yeah. By your own admission. Mm-hmm. You you want to calm Frida down? Go get us some smoke and some drink. <laughs> You you want yeah. free you want free to to kind of be on a different kind of emotional level with you, go get some smoke and some drink. But when you, yeah. when, you when you're under the influence, you can't make you really can't make solid decisions for your future mm-hmm. because you, you, you're, you're too inebriated. And then if you make the wrong decision, you know nobody. You think about this: a drunk driver, they're not trying to go out and kill nobody. So they go from having a good time to committing murder. All because of a decision they made to get behind the wheel while they were feeling good. So that good that they felt is not really good. And they end up hurting somebody. So sometimes the good that you felt under the influence and the good that you felt under this last incident, at the moment of the feeling good, it was good. But then there was a point of now it sent you into a dark place. Yeah. And once you got to that dark place, you couldn't, in your natural sense, come out of it because you, like you said, you was in your feelings. You was feeling yourself. You weren't yielding to the spirit that you know. You had quenched the spirit and say, I'm in my feelings and I'm going to roll with that. Yeah. And that's the journey. That's the battle that's in every Christian. Some things, the Bible says flee fornication. It didn't say sit there and talk about it, talk tongues on it, put oil on it, pray on it. It's a... There's some things in our lives and each individual has their own poison that you got to just simply put it down because that thing that, that you do is detrimental to you. Now, where it might not be, see, it might not be detrimental for me to have six martinis. You know what I'm saying? I might not go out here and do nothing to nobody. But the other person may do something. So you got to know yourself to the point that, no, I can't do that. Mm-mm, I already know where this is going. Because it's going to cause me to act out of character. You know, and out of character may cause me to do something that I can't rebound from. And, and that's the part that that concerns most concerns me the most with anybody is when you had this battle going on you. Remember, the, the, the devil would not would like nothing more than for you to do something to, to break up your family for real. You know, get your daughter taken away, get you locked up, get him locked up. And the devil said, I, I, I just let them do what they want. I, I just convinced them to go with their feelings. Mm-hmm. Even myself with my yeah. situation. What did I do to end up where I ended up? I went with my feelings versus what I what my brain said. My brain wasn't telling my feelings what, what was right. My feelings was agreeing with my feelings and saying, you make this move and you can get away with it. You see what I'm saying? My, I knew better. Raised better. But we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But thank God, like you said, I like what you said, his mercy and his everlasting grace, 
he gives us the second chance to rectify it. Does it now? I'm gonna ask you a question. Is it easy to rectify it? No. 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 <laughs> because no. yeah, it's like it's like digging yourself out of a. It's like you could have dug yourself out of a two foot hole, but you made so many bad bad decisions. You're 20 feet under the ground, mm-hmm. trying to dig yourself up. And sometimes it feels like it'd be better just to keep going. Hey, maybe if I keep digging down, I'll come through on the other end. <laughs> maybe I'll come through across nah. in Africa somewhere. But that ain't how it worked. You got to deal with mm-hmm. your decisions and dig yourself out of this hole. And the God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. But he did say you wouldn't have to suffer as you came back up top. You know, that's why Paul, I think about since Paul actually persecuted the church, killed God's people, sent women and children off to their death. When God knocked him off the horse and said how much you must suffer for his sake, Paul had no clue. But look what he had to do. He got beat. He got chased. He got beat. He got chased. He got shipwrecked. He got bit by a snake to eventually have his head chopped off. All for the sake of suffering. For the sake of Christ. So, uh, I commend you again for what you've gone through. I commend you on your introspective analysis of yourself. I commend you for being so uh, honest and transparent. And the reason why I like talking to Frida is because we just have plain talk. And... (laughs) And I believe that through her experience, somebody else can be helped. And through me being a pastor, you have to be willing to listen to the real deal. Now, me and Frida could have had this conversation in Christianese, you know, <laughs> but it wouldn't have the impact and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have benefited her. I can sit here and go over a thousand scriptures of her. We've said some scripture in our conversation. But it's not like I'm sitting here turning through the Bible trying to find something to say on everything that she says. Because some of the things that she's going through is just a part of life. The Bible t- teaches us that. Part of the, the, the cave of who we are is going through what we go through. But also the beauty of what we go through is when we're, when we're done, we can repent and change. And if we were perfect, there'd be no reason to repent. And if we were perfect, there'd be no reason for Jesus. So I don't condemn her at the point of what she did. You know, did I want her to do it? No. Am I going to tell her to do it again? No. Would I tell her to try not to do it? Yes. But I'm more impressed with what she did after what she did to try to rectify it in her spirit. Because if she start leaning on the spirit that's in her, she'll less likely do that again. If it's all about feelings and understanding of, of, of mental ascent, she can end up going back to it. But if it's truly a spiritual journey and she sees the war and she recognizes the enemy within her, then she could change. So Frida, again, I commend you. Unk, your pastor commend you. Uh, you keep doing what you're doing. Please go over to Frida Michelle podcast. Uh, put your picture on there. Put a picture on there. You know, a cover picture. Okay. Yeah, put your cover picture on there. And then uh, she's also a disciple of Walking True Christian Fellowship Church. And uh, we just thank her for willing to share her story. And uh, next weekend, I'm going to interview uh, Sister Tanika Drake, see what she's done since our interview. 
Hey, Frida, thank you. You want to say goodbye to the people? Thank you for having me, Pastor. And goodbye, everyone. I'll see you on my podcast. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk in Truth Radio Podcast. And I want to invite all those within the St. Louis metropolitan area and around the world to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. We also have our Rescue Addiction Recovery Program on Mondays from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Our Bible studies are held every Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. You can also catch us, follow us, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Please come out and join us, follow us, follow our podcast, but most of all, get saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost, and always remember, walk in truth. And if you'd like to contact me by email, you can do so by going to walkintruthministries at yahoo.com or w-i-t-m-i-n at yahoo.com. Thank you and bless you. And we look forward to worshiping and fellowshipping with you. Peace. Peace.